0: Welcome to Championship Culture. Got a a great guest with us tonight. uh, Matt Rigsby is the head football coach at South Johnson High School. Uh, Incredible defensive mind. Uh, He's been a head coach for nine years now. Uh, And also uh, excellent to have on a fishing trip because he always chums the water for us. And you know, the fish love that. So buddy, I appreciate you coming on and doing this. You did a great uh, episode for us on the 4-3. And uh, looking forward to stealing your ideas on on uh, how you build a program, how you build culture. You've done it twice now, and uh, and I know you. Uh, I know I know uh, you got some some secrets that are going to help everybody watching. So I appreciate it, man.
1: Well, thanks for having me. All
0: right, let's jump in. It question number one: Can you give a one-minute elevator introduction of yourself?
1: One minute, okay. My name is Matt Rigsby. I'm the head coach of South Johnston. I have a beautiful wife and two children—a six-year-old girl and a almost one-year-old boy. Uh, I started coaching in 2002 at South Central High School, and my second year coaching, I was made the JV head coach. I don't know why, but I was. Uh, About uh, 2006, uh, when I when I was not able to get on as a teacher at South Central, uh, I. Went back closer to home. Um, One of my uh, county rivals, Southern Alamance. I took on the role as offensive line coach there uh, for a couple years. And then I had the opportunity of going to Northern Guilford. Uh, That was another uh, brand, just like South Central is another brand new school. Uh, I was also the offensive coordinator there. Um, One of the uh, coaches and myself left together. He was the head coach and I became his defensive coordinator at McMichael for two years and then after that I got my first head coaching job at West Craven High School in 2012 and in 2016 I took over uh, South Johnston High School and here I am. Awesome brother, awesome. Uh,
0: I did not know you are at one of the Guilford schools. I always say uh, whenever, whenever you play a school and their last name ends in Guilford you got a fight on your hands. So uh, that's good football in that direction. That's about right. (laughs) It don't don't matter what their first name is. If their last name is Guilford, you're about to have a fight. Every Friday was fun. (laughs) All right. Question number two. Uh, How do you define culture in your program?
1: Well, uh, what culture looks like to me is when everyone involved uh, looks the same sounds the same and acts the same Uh, that to me is culture but that does not necessarily mean that you have a good culture because even if you have a bad culture again they could look the same sound the same and act the same so uh but but collectively as as a group once everybody is on the exact same page you have a culture it's just your job to make sure it is a good culture
0: that's a, that's a uh, very good definition of it and very astute on, the. uh, it could be either way when that's happening. Uh, number three, and I, and you got to share your good one now, cause I have been, I've been picking your brain about your, uh, your, uh, ceremony. You have at the end of camp, what are the three best things you do to build
1: culture in your program? Okay. Now, again, just like when I went over defense and in, in your show, everything's stolen okay so there's not many original ideas out there um but the first thing that that i'm proud of that we do here now let me just go ahead and throw in there during this time of COVID-19 and not being on campus uh the all of these things are not in place right now and uh and um you know, I, I guess the gold is who is able to do, who is able to do some of these things under the restrictions that, that we have. I'd love to learn from you because we're gonna have to change what we're doing if this is the new normal. But under normal circumstance, first thing that I do, uh, which I, I have not always done, I started this uh, when I came here to South, was uh, I start a leadership council. Okay, so I try to, I try to get, a couple representatives from each grade level, not just senior leadership, uh, uh, to, to represent, uh, their grade level on this leadership council. And it's actually a situation where we vote. We have all the players vote, but you have to be very careful. It's kind of like when you have your team vote for captains, you got to be very careful because a lot of times the guy they vote for might be the biggest and the baddest and the best tackler, but (laughs) <laughs> that guy might not be the best leader for your program. He might look the best at shoulder pads, but uh, he might not be the best leader. So you have to make sure you lay the groundwork on what you're looking for. What is, what is a leader? Uh, you've beat that in their head every day. So now it's come time to vote. They have to know what a leader looks like and what they're looking for in a leader and all those characteristics. We define those things. And then they vote as a team for uh for someone in their grade level. And uh, after the voting's all done and yes, coach, I have to steer the votes sometimes uh, because I definitely don't, one situation that you'll run into is you'll have kids that are great leaders, but they might have terrible grades, you know, so you can't have them representing the the team, unfortunately. So you do have to steer the votes, Uh, but in that leadership council, What we do is uh, off season, out of season, we meet once a month in season. We try to meet every week and we, we literally in the off season, we talk about uh, what we want to look like. We talk about our core values. We try to teach them what leadership looks like. We get guest speakers to come in uh, that to give different perspectives on leadership from the community and how that ties in with football. Um, And then in season, we are literally talking about their teammates when we meet, so uh, it gets very personal. And I make them and the leadership council hold their own selves accountable before we even get to that point of talking about other people. So at, at first, they they're they're talking about their weaknesses and strengths as a leadership council, and we work on those. But then, but then it gets to the season, and now we've got to talk about the issues. So we'll bring them in, and we will literally name names of people on the team that are struggling or maybe they have not practicing well or have a bad attitude or something. And we come up with different strategies uh, to, to help pull that guy along. We also go over different scenarios of adversity that might come up uh, in these meetings. So we'll, we'll go over hypothetical situations and then how to handle that situation. You know, um, I think that's very important. As you know, you hear coaches all the time play the game before the game. Well, we kind of do it that way too. Uh, either situations might come up during a game or during practice or in the locker room. We we, we go through those things and we talk about how to handle them before they even happen. Uh, the The second thing that I'm proud of, which I, I want so bad to do but I can't get them on campus all consistently enough but we do a a competition that lasts the entire uh off-season semester so usually the whole spring semester we have a competition called the Trojan Elite and we break them into small groups they usually have maybe seven or eight people in their group and it gives opportunities for different players to learn to be leaders in small group settings and what we'll do is that once or twice a week we will have competitions it's all points based Uh, it's usually run through the weight room um you know so they can compete so you can develop that competition Uh, and then we also factor in things like grades hold a certain amount of points uh, your, your behavior in school, your attendance to functions or practices or even school itself, uh, community service. There's many different things that we do that give or take away points. And some of the, one of the biggest things that I have that adds points is community service. Uh, one of the biggest things that takes away points would be things like uh, grades, behavior, and attendance. Um, So, and also we factor in improvement in the weight room. So from their their maxes at the beginning of the semester and every time we re-max how much that that goes or how much they go up or down, that'll affect their team points. And what we do at the end of the semester, at the end of spring uh, football season in May usually is we'll have uh, some incentives for them to win this competition. So not only are they getting special Trojan Elite t-shirts. Uh, I've brought them to my house. We eat steak dinners. Uh, last, well, I guess it's been longer than last year, but before the last season we played, the team that won, we took them to play paintball. Uh, we do a variety of things to, to give them incentives. We also, if they they win, they shave. we shave off conditioning for that group for a period of time. Uh, throughout the competition, the team that's coming in last place uh, will need to be the one that cleans the weight room or cleans the locker room and things like that. So that's our Trojan Elite competition. I love that. The third one that I've got on here, you alluded to it, was was our commitment ceremony. And this is something that I got to enjoy as a high, high school player. Uh, my head coach, uh, Sam Story, Burlington Williams, every single season he did a commitment ceremony at the end of camp. Are, are usually uh it, it wrapped up right before our first game and uh when i came back towards alamance county to southern alamance um the uh the head coach tony perot was my defensive coordinator at burlington williams and he brought that tradition uh with him there so i got to see it all over again and i just knew i, I just knew when i became a head coach this is a non-negotiable I was having this commitment ceremony. So what I've typically done is I tie it in with the Midnight Madness, or maybe your first day of hitting, uh, something like that. So when we've done it on Midnight Madness, I'll bring them in in the evening. We'll eat, uh, fellowship a little bit. And then what I do is, me as a coach, I go sneak off out in the stadium. I start setting it up, and it's dark out there. I had the assistants kind of watch them, and I'm setting up a table. Oh. I'm setting up the table. I'm also setting up a, a helmet and candles. And I'm also putting out there the jerseys. And this is one of, of our new captains. And this is when I introduce our new captains to the team. So the coaches, they shut them up, they get them in a line, they march them out. Uh, they got to be quiet out into the dark, into the stadium. The only thing you can see is the candle lit uh, table. So you're probably seeing everything. And it was like a cult. <laughs> but uh to be honest with you, it kind of is. So the first thing that happens is I got I go over them what commitment looks like. I share them some personal stories on why football is so important to me and why I'm committed to the team. I touch the helmet and then every single coach and player on the varsity football team. We don't do it with the JV. We don't even tell we even like they're not even allowed to know about it. But every player and coach has to go up there and they can and now you lay down the ground rules. Some of them don't like to talk in front of people. You encourage them to, but as long as they, they say, I'm committed and touch that helmet, that's fine. But they'll, they'll open up. Uh, you know, you challenge them to open up and you challenge them to share uh, their life with their teammates and how that ties into to this team and why they're committed. And usually what you'll see is you, you'll find out some, some things about some of your players or the teammates about about each other they'd never heard before. Uh, and, and some things will shock you. Uh, there's usually rarely a year that goes by that somebody's not crying. Um, and it, it really just opens them up and puts them out there uh, vulnerable. And And at the end of whatever they say, they touch the helmet and they're committed. They say they're committed. Every coach comes through. Um, and then at the end of the ceremony, I announce who the captains are. They came up and very cult-like. The captains pour the wax on the helmet. So this is this is the helmet that we use. Uh, this has four years of wax on it right now, but uh, but the wax just builds on top of it uh, year to year, and this is basically a. The commitment ceremony is something that you can use the entire season whenever your team is facing adversity. You bring them back to that commitment ceremony. You bring them back to the words that came out of their mouth. You know, you challenge them to step up. They they told their teammates and their coaches and their brothers that they were committed. You know, and you remind them of this moment. And they carry it with them forever. And, uh, and, and then on senior night, I make the seniors go through, like, a two-minute senior night speech uh, pregame to the rest of the team. And a lot of them, they tie the whole season's gone through, and they kind of go back to that moment, and they start piecing it together, and and uh, it's really awesome. Um, you know, I've I really enjoyed it. You know, you, it's the best way to get to know uh, some of those deep, intimate moments of your team, and then it's a great way to hold them accountable. Um, and then the last thing, Coach, that that I do, and I know you said three things, but I have to give you some props here, uh, is the five daily core values. And uh, my defensive coordinator, which I mentioned before, Lee Webb was a, a player of yours. He is somebody that he always talked about him. Uh, talked about how you did it. He kind of had developed some of his own when he was a head middle school coach, and uh, and. This, is, this was the final nail in the coffin for me of why I was like, all right, Lee, let's, let's do this thing. Let's make this our own. Let's make this South Johnston's. Uh, we were at a pregame meal, and we had a guest speaker. It was the town manager of Benson, came and spoke to the team at pregame meal. And one of the last things that he said was, what's the team slogan? And we had some seniors spoke up and there was like three or four different things that they said, you know, that there was no identity there, uh, when it came to the team slogan. And I took that as, well, there's no identity to our culture other than just do what I tell you to do and try to be a good leader. Uh, because what I had done as a head coach every single year was I tried to come up with a theme and a motto for each year, you know, and I tried to sell them each year. Oh, this is the theme. This is this is what our team is this year. You know, so this is our motto. And we're going to put it on every T-shirt. And we're going to break it down by saying it. And so those seniors, when that town manager asked them what our team motto was, well, they were saying the three different team models they had had before that season. You know, and it kind of just hit me like, well, we need a cultural identity. So one thing that you've taught a bunch of people, Coach, with the five, uh core values you know it was a no-brainer for me so i sat down with coach webb we came up with the five that were particular for our school and each one has its own day of the week and it gets five minutes a day you know whether you're you're at practice or whatever at the end or at the beginning they get to hear five minutes about that core value just like you've taught us and uh so we started that back we started that last winter So we've yet to see it pay off through a season because we haven't had that season, but I'm excited to see how how it works.
0: Awesome, brother. You did a great job. I've been wanting to get all the details on that ceremony for a long time now. (laughs) All all the guys who coached for me, that was the first thing they came back and told me about was how powerful that ceremony was each year.
1: Did, did Did you start doing
0: one? No, I've been wanting to get all the details, man. Oh. I've been waiting for you. Now I got it. I'm ready now. <laughs> oh,
1: well, the way you said it, like all the guys that coach for you, like where where did they experience that ceremony at?
0: All the guys who coached for me who coached for you now. Oh, I got that it. That was the first thing they came I back know. telling me about was the I ceremony. But I, I, was, I, I was trying to get the details from them, and they weren't 100% sure about the details, so I wanted to get it from you. Now I got it. It's stole. Consider it stole.
1: Just, just you gotta break down those macho walls, man. Let, let them cry. That's when the magic works. <laughs> well, I'm
0: running late, but I, uh, you know, we do a, we do something similar, but we don't. You know, We don't dress it up as good as you. But we have a senior talk each year. And this past season, I had a real good group of seniors, and I I pulled them together, and I said, all right, now, you, when we go in this meeting, you guys are each gonna talk. But I'm telling you right now, if you cry, it pulls the whole team together. Right. <laughs> well, they, they all, every one of them went in there and figured out some kind of story that would make them cry. And it didn't have the, it didn't have the pop, you know. It wasn't, you know. They, they just decided they had to cry because I told them they
1: had to cry. Were <laughs> the lights turned down? Did you did you have the lights off and candle lights?
0: No, I mean, we didn't have the bells and whistles <laughs> like you did. We just had a regular meeting, but they just. Because I told them they needed to cry, they all figured out a way to cry. And I was like, no, that's not exactly what I meant.
1: Well, I, I, I guess I've forgotten the most important part of that. You know, he's tied in with the first day of hitting or Midnight Madness. As soon as, soon as this is over and we've all boo hooed and now everybody knows the intimate details, well, then we do our very first live hitting drill <laughs> of the year. Right after that, we flip them lights on and we go <laughs> smack each other while well, they're still teary eyed and <laughs> yeah. lighting each
0: other up. It means a little more. (laughs) All right. Number four, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? So a nine-year head coaching veteran, if you could talk to the young you, what would you tell yourself?
1: Well, okay. And I'm I'm about to have to take my own advice here, but I I wish that when I was an assistant coach, I had a variety of head coaches I worked for, Uh, you know, and I wish that I was put in a situation or put in the position to where I would see their version of building culture, you know, more intentionally. Does that make sense? When I was an assistant coach, I was kind of just an assistant coach. Yeah. I had my relationships with my players and my position coach, but my head coaches that I worked for never, never, forcefully pulled me into this culture thing and learn the different strategies and the practices and what exactly they were doing uh, if they did anything at all you know so when I became a head coach you know uh, I didn't have these learned practices anymore or, or at all you know what was my focus as a as a first-time head coach Well, that was I need to have a great playbook I need to have some good practices playing okay and I need everybody to think these kids are disciplined you know, and that was my goal. And probably the first five years of me being a head coach, four or five years, that's what it was. Yeah, I always beat discipline and act right and do this, but I, I I never developed the leadership other than just being long-winded after practice, preaching to them. So, you know, if you are an assistant coach, or if you are a head coach, make sure that you're talking about these these areas of culture with your assistant give them opportunity to be involved in it you know so for the trojan elite group you know i've in the past i've had it where assistant coach might also kind of oversee one of those little small platoons you know in your leadership council all the, all the coaches are invited to come do they all come no but certain ones come and and uh so you know i, I wish that was bestowed upon me you know that that aspect of coaching because that is a probably 90 percent of it and it took this long for me to me to put it in the forefront that was that was
0: good because that's probably all of us isn't it that we don't we don't figure out what the really truly important things are until we got some mud on our tires and then we wish we could have known that when we first got started all right question number five last one contact information are you a twitter guy
1: look I was told I have a Twitter and I was told I have a snapchat but I don't get it on either one of them okay.
0: um you
1: know how about I, an email? I, was that
0: how about an email
1: I got you an email I could actually oh yeah i I'll, I'll just say it I, I had it on my screen but i can't I can't see it anymore it's uh coach Rigsby 50 at gmail so c o a c h r i g g s b e e50 at gmail and uh you know i'd love to talk to anybody if he wants to get in touch with me but i just don't tweet i wouldn't even do the facebook thing if i didn't have a team page i'm just kind of done with all of it Sounds <laughs> good any anything to promote or
0: you just you got your you have the last word anything you want to talk about
1: hey man it's tuesday before uh before christmas and i guess the only thing that's important right now It's for everybody to have a Merry Christmas. And let's get back to school in January without the sicknesses. So let's be smart in between there. And uh, that way we can play when it comes to February. Because if we screw this up, you know, I I hate for them to bump that back again. Amen, brother. Amen. We need to get them out there. That's right. I I
0: think we're – I heard the other day we're one of 17 states that didn't play in the fall. And right now, which I was in favor of playing in the spring – but right now it looks like them cats that play in the fall were smarter than us. So, uh, we got, we got to make sure we get our tails out there and play in February.
1: I mean, I know everybody talks about for the kids, mental health, but what about my mental health? <laughs> you know, I can't just keep drawing up X's nose in my recliner. Now that's been going on too long.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I, 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 think I, I I've, uh, I've watched so many Zoom meetings that uh, (laughs) I I need to see. I need to be in a room with some live people.
1: (laughs) I know There's been so much gap between the last game we played and the next that you start second-guessing yourself and trying to reinvent your playbooks and stuff all over again, and you just (laughs) just need to chill out and play. All right, brother. I appreciate
0: you doing this. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All
1: right. Bye-bye.
0: Hold on. I hit the wrong button.